Good morning, sunshine. Hello, my little rays. Yes, that's you. Thank you for listening again to another great episode of your, yes, yours, Thick Bookworm. So, this is where I talk about life, love, world events, maybe because I'm not really into it, but you never know. Of course, I talk about books from all genres. And you can listen to me on your commute to and from work or a long family road trip. This podcast was created with the application called Anchor.fm. Should I say Anchor.fm? And it's a product with Spotify. This is an amazing creative tool that that I've fell upon. And you can create your own podcasts and record anywhere in the world using your smartphone or your smart device. Yes, amazing, right? So maybe you can just inspire somebody else to just create a podcast and just get out there and express yourself and and talk about things that really matter or that are important to you. You know, let that podcast bite you like it did to me. Create and inspire others. Let's get started, yeah? And we're going to start it off a little different this time. You'll see. You'll see. Okay, so I hope you liked that little intro because that, ladies and gentlemen, is my idol, Marilyn Monroe. I loved her. Back in the day, she was amazing. And now, obviously, I wasn't back in that day because I was too young. But she is an icon. I love her to death. So the lyrics of that song is basically... After you get what you want, you don't want it anymore. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. I love the fact that she's just like, you know, after you're presented with what you want, you're discontented. And you grow tired of it. But that's a fear that we all have when it comes to dating and relationships. Because what if we have this person and then we don't love them anymore or we don't love them as much as we used to or that we thought we did Hmm. very good question okay so the reason why we are having Marilyn in our forefront of our little discussion is because it's the quote of the day and our quote for today is 
by our wonderful Miss Marilyn Monroe herself. And it states herself. Well, should I say, this is what she says. To all the girls that think you're ugly because you're not a size zero, you're the beautiful one. It's society who is ugly. I love that. She must have said this back in what, 1960, 19, late 1950s. She herself was never a size zero. She was so gorgeously curvy. I believe she would be considered plus size in today's society. Today's society states that you're size zero and two is model acceptable size. But once you hit size like four, eight, 10, 16, 20, 22, and higher, you are considered plus size. Marilyn, in today's standards, was a size, I believe, 12, 14, roughly, because she had this amazing figure. Great boobs, great hips, tiny waist, but not everybody has that tiny waist. And even people that are really thin are very self-conscious about their midsections, about being plus size. But the world today is not size two. Today's world is not size zero. The average woman is a size 16 or, or above. 12, 16 or above. Average woman. I mean, we got to have the hips to store these babies, right? I mean, some men like them thin. Some men like it thick. You know, some, when, some men like it chunky. You know, people say more cushion for the pushing. Yes, we are going into the subject of plus size and we are going to have a story for you today. So let's get into it. Okay, guys, so let's get into it. The book that I read, the title is The Big, Not So Small, Curvy Girls Dating Agency by Ava Cartoli. So obviously, we're going to be talking about plus size girls. So the first book, or should I say, because it is a series it's titled the series is titled plush daisies and that's book one and ironically that's the name of the dating age agency plush daisies p-l-u-s-h very plush like you would describe a very plush sofa or pillow very cushiony i guess you can say those are a lot of words that you can use for a plus size woman um, the owner, or should I say the main character and slash owner of the book, her name is Becky, and she's trying to create a business. She's tired of working a nine-to-five job and wants to do her own business, and so she comes up with this dating agency for plus-size women. So this book is actually was a really good, funny read. Um, it was quick. I love that it's quick. I like quick reads. But I would take it to work and a couple of my coworkers would just look at me like, is she really reading at work? Well, yeah. I mean, it's called a 15 minute break for something, you know, and I would just be laughing it up. This book had me dying on a couple of uh, situations where I'm just cracking up. And I know my coworkers are like, this bitch is crazy. She's freaking reading and she's laughing. Like, how can a book affect her that much trust me have you ever read 50 shades of gray i mean <laughs> hello that affects me physically 
this book affect me like comically <laughs> we were not going to 50 shades of gray that's just something that we cannot discuss what happens to my buddy but anyways okay so this book um the main character is becky and the you know the guy of course is named reed so uh, with that said I love the quote, obviously, because Marilyn is amazing and she knows what she was talking about back in the 50s, 60s. And this ties into it as well. It kind of ties in with the quote. But Becky, I mean, in one, just in one first paragraph, she states, I guess the most comfortable phrase for me is plus size. But when you start to say words like large or big, I panic sucking in my gut you know wow that's intense because a lot of women do feel that way i don't know what it is but automatically we're like <gasps> make ourselves skinnier stick in our neck or you know or or suck in our tongue so our neck looks thinner and stuck in our stomachs and then push out our butts and push out our chest because we're all self-conscious a little bit about it so she hates how she's always jumping to that conclusion, expecting people to react differently to her once they learn that she's bigger. But, you know, what society deems appropriate and what doesn't deem appropriate or whatever. Society can just go fuck themselves because they think that plus size is wrong and skinny is right. And you don't all have to be a size zero. So... I love another quote that says in the book, we lie to ourselves saying, it's not like I ever want a relationship anymore. Financial security was her goal and she didn't need a man for that or anything else. If she keeps telling herself the lie, maybe eventually she'll believe it. Becca, Becky is basically having a hard time finding a relationship. Granted, she feels it has to do with her being plus size or the guys don't really want something to do with her and we automatically after a bad couple of relationships or attempts of dating we automatically tell ourselves you know fuck it i don't need a man i can do it all myself i got my own place i got my car i got a good job i don't need a man to take care of me i could take care of my needs better than he can uh that's not the point the point is yeah sure you can do all these things by yourself sure, you don't need a man and a man doesn't need a woman Sometimes, you know, they're happier left alone. But it's that companionship that you want. I don't want to, I personally don't want to die alone for the rest of my life. I want somebody there. And that's why I have a backup plan when my niece is going to take care of my old ass when I am old and can't take care of myself no more. That's my backup plan if I don't find a husband. But whatever. That's not here or there right now. We're talking about this book. So, this, you know, so many people overlook plus size women you know because they're not used to dating that or they wouldn't automatically go to that so more about the book so many plus size gorgeous vivacious voluptuous women are overlooked and it's sad but they are it's again society deems what's perfect and what's not perfect so right personal biological preference or it could be you know double standards so do we judge a person by their outward appearance do i personally judge a person by their outward appearance appearance um or is it just biological preference like do i like a man with thick arms 
taller than me, darker skin, lighter skin, that beard, five o'clock shadow going on. Do I, that's just my biological attraction. Do I like a guy that's thicker? Do I like a guy that's more muscular? Do I like a guy taller or shorter? I mean, everybody has different preferences, right? Right. So Becky is trying to get her business up and running. So she decides to do a couple of photo shoots with this guy that her friend Samantha connected her with. So let's get into that. Okay, so Reed is a professional photographer and Becky is going to get headshots done for her business to promote her dating agency. Now, Becky goes and who opens the door? This gorgeous model-esque woman and her name is Jessica turns out she's actually Reed's fiance so she's like okay whatever you know let's go take this photo shoot so during the photo shoot he she's tense obviously because she's just like she doesn't like to take photos and I don't under I mean most plus size women like try to hide their certain aspects of their body or even you know what not even plus size women most women like to try and hide certain aspects of their body that they don't find flattering. So she's sitting down on the stool and Reed grabs a camera and starts trying to take photos of her and she smiles. And this is the quote in the book or the sentence in the book. And it says, how do you politely tell somebody there's something stuck in between their teeth? Wow. Becky's already feeling self-conscious about doing a photo shoot. And now she got like this food in between her teeth. And Reed, amazingly gorgeous, hot bod, sexy man, has to tell her she got something in her tooth, in her teeth, whatever. So he does. And she runs to the bathroom, mortified, cleans up her, you know, takes out of her stuff out of her teeth. And she goes back and... You know, it was just, you know, Reed tries to make her feel feel more comfortable and tells this ridiculous story of how he farted in front of people. And so now she's like comfortable and they have a connection. So after the photo shoot is done, they meet up at a coffee shop. And then again at a community day fair where where Becky's trying to promote her dating agency. So Reed and his girlfriend walk up to her booth, to Becky's booth. And the girlfriend automatically is mocking her. And she's like, a plus-size dating agency? Like, who's going to want to do that? So immediately, we see that the pages are turning. And Becky is the innocent, you know, one. And then Jessica's the evil bitch. Basically, that's how we're going to put it. And Reed automatically grew defensive because he had a really nice connection with Becky at the photo shoot and then again meeting up for the photos to be done um you know just giving her the photos at the coffee shop so you can see the building of friendship between Reed and Becky and the girlfriend's being a bitch so Reed basically was you know defensive of her so then later on in that same scene Reed goes back to help Becky get her business up and running like offering help saying hey how about I help you with your website you need your website going so he offers to help 
And then Reed doesn't understand what's going on. So he starts to reevaluate himself saying, why am I helping this girl? And why am I just wanting to be around her? Reed realizes that does he judge people by their appearance way quickly? Um, Becky wasn't his type, but Reed, you know, has this comfortability with her. And so he even, like, wonders and thinks, like, if would his friends say, would he hook his friends up with Becky, you know, or suggest the plus-size dating agency to his friends? No, his friends are automatically would be like, well, is she hot? And it's weird how society views women being hot as because they're thin so i'm sorry but if you put me in a lace black panty and a bra i'd probably running up the runway with the hotties too i'm just saying because it doesn't it everybody's preference is different so just because she's thinner does that make her hotter than a plus size woman i don't know i wouldn't think so i think they would both be hot so Let's go on. So Reed realizes that he's starting to get this connection with Becky. Mind you, he is engaged to his girlfriend, um, Jessica. Somehow it's his somehow he is attracted to her persona, her laughter, her goofiness, her awkwardness. And so then after he offered her to meet up again at the coffee shop to help her with her business website, so much stuff is going on right so Becky it's so he says in the paragraph he goes Becky it's so great to see so much of you I think the rest of the coffee shop is happy to see so much of you too lowering his voice he leaned into Becky's ear saying your skirt is tucked up into the back of your panties oh my god how embarrassing for poor Becky but that's the shit that happened to me one time it's it's incredible how we our panties get stuck in our skirt or our skirt gets stuck in our panties. Like, what the fuck is the cosmos doing to us? Seriously, how does my panties or should I say my skirt get stuck in my panties and my chonies? Like, who does that? You don't even want to know. This one time, I was on a train with my cousins and, you know, the train stops and goes because it goes through stations. I must have like not locked the door properly but I'm like you know the train's stopping and I'm pulling up my pants and then all of a sudden I you know the train stops and it goes right and it like moves me and tussles me around in the bathroom and I pop open the door with just my chonies on and I'm still pulling on my pants on a train full of people that shit is real never again Will I ride a train and use the restroom? I can hold it. I will hold it. Like, that stuff happens to normal women all the time. But why does it feel so much worse when you're a plus-size girl? Why does it feel so much worse? But it happens. So, Becky, poor Becky. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that story to you guys. But out of total humiliation, she has a laughing attack manages to honk like a goose because she's laughing so hard it went from normal to weird noises and then gasping for air like an old man i do that shit too like i'm like trying to gasp for air when i'm laughing so hard and i sound like an old man 
And then all of a sudden, Reed starts farting in the coffee shop. And that's another connection in the book that they have. So this book was quite entertaining. Very quite entertaining. And then he starts to realize that he wants to kiss Becky. But he's engaged. But he immediately stops himself. Because he's not a cheater. He's not a bad guy. So he leaves. They don't have any contact for a few days. And now, yeah, he has to really think what he wants to do. After he gets what he wants, does he want it? He doesn't know. So, this is what happens next. Becky knows that he's engaged, obviously. It can't work out between them, you know? It's not a good idea. Becky feels like a guy like him doesn't date women like me. And she keeps saying this over and over in the book. How do you know? How do you know that that's not what he wants? You don't know. But he has to figure out what he wants. So basically, he texts Becky and he tells her, can I see you tonight? I need to talk to you. Knowing that it's not a good idea, she lies to him and says, oh, I have a date. I can't see you. And then he says, oh, I see. But he's panicking because he's thinking in his head, wait a minute. I like this girl. I want to be around her. I don't know why she's dating somebody else or why. Becky's single. You're not. You need to figure out your shit and decide what you want. So then he tells and he texts her. and He goes, break your date. He's not the one for you. And she says, why? Who's the one for me? And then he says, Maybe I'm the one for you. That's insane because you're engaged, right? So a couple of days go by. He actually breaks up with Jessica. And then he realized after they were separating their stuff and she's moving out, he finds a note that Jessica has been cheating on him while they were together for two years. And the only way, the only reason why Beck, uh, Jessica stopped cheating was because Reed felt pressured into asking this woman to marry him. And then Jessica went on the straight and narrow. Oh, he asked me to marry him. Great. I'm going to be good now. No, no, no. That's not how it works, ladies. Obviously, we know, right? But anyways, so he breaks up with Jessica and finds out that she cheated on him while they were together. And... He- Okay, so Becky is trying to figure out her website. Obviously, they stopped seeing each other as friends, um, Reed and Becky, because he's engaged, but Becky doesn't know that she that Reed broke up with her, with his girlfriend, and that she that Jessica cheated on Reed. So she doesn't know anything. But Becky's a woman, and she's getting frustrated with her website and her trying to start her business that she needs a release. So being all hot and bothered and thinking of how hot Reed is, she ends up sheepishly getting her bob. If you guys don't know what bob is, Google it. B-O-B for women. (laughs) Okay, so after she has her little session with Bob and she feels re-energized. And mind you, she was working on her website in in the living room on the computer and you know, she gets re-energized and starts working on her website again. So then 
Reed feeling all down and depressed goes over to Becky's house. And Becky was surprised to see him. Wasn't expecting anybody over. So when Reed comes in, she opens the door. Reed comes in and Reed sees this pink appendage standing uh, <laughs> standing proud and at full attention on her coffee table. Yes, they look at it and they both see it at the same time. This is the part where I am dying laughing at work with my book. And it's just, I think it's hilarious. So, um, hmm, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine how embarrassing that is? You just, somebody walks in that you're attracted to and he sees this pink appendage just standing right there, suction cup to the coffee table. How embarrassing. Oh my God. So Becky runs for the appendage and Reed grabs it before she can get to it and he mercilessly mercilessly i can't even say the word teases her about it and he goes becky 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 does your mother know about this tsk, tsk, tsk. participating in extracurricular activities while becky is trying to reach for it he raises his arm mind you he's a foot taller than she is and it's out of reach and he's like taunting her with it like you're not gonna get it back obviously and she's trying to jump for it and grab it out of him and she's like give it back give it back give it back and this is where shit happens and it hits the roof he lowers his arm brings it down to his face and inhales the appendage holy shit that made my day i think if any man did that to me i would die of mortification and then i would melt it'll be like an instant electric shock wire attached to my lady parts when someone does that all right guys so that sound is like the music note to the lady parts There's another thing that makes a woman go like, oh my God, is when a man is touching you and he squeezes a certain part of your body part, whether it be your ass, your boobs, your stomach, your thighs, and he groans in your ear like, that is another straight electric wire straight to the lady parts. I mean, because he's telling you this is what I want. This cushion, this 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 extra skin or this extra fluffiness or whatever you want to call it. This softness, this plushness is good. You know, you're not smacking bones, you're smacking skin, I guess. I don't know. But um yeah. So Becky has moments of insecurity especially when she's trying to get naked in front of reed and the thing about this is that i love the most is that the author ava Catoli, she must have had some kind of idea what was going on in this woman's head because 
that moments of insecurity being naked in front of a hot guy or any guy for that matter, they need, we need, I need some reassurance when I'm being naked. Like, oh my God, you're gorgeous. Or, oh my God, you're beautiful. Don't just stand there like a scarecrow and just look at us. Because then we want to hide. Our, our, our self-insecurity bells starts rising and our, we get into our heads. We want men to tell us how sexy we are. And often, actually, we don't want to just hear once in a great while. And that's a lot of things that women need. It's not just plus size. Every woman needs this whole little, God, you're gorgeous. You're sexy. Oh, my God, look at that ass. You know, like, we want that and we need it. So he does, he gives that to her. He provides that for her because she gets wrapped in her head. And it's, it's very, very, it's very hard for women to get out of their heads when they're in it. You know, women are creatures of mental state, I guess. You arouse their minds and men are more visual. So... So they finally get together and Reed finally realizes that this is the girl he wants to spend his future with. And they end up getting engaged and they haven't gotten married yet. But the last paragraph, she was shopping for wedding dresses with her best friend, Samantha. So the next book has to deal with Samantha and her story. But we'll see what else I read and we'll get into it. But one thought. What I really, really wanted to portray was since when does a number on the scale dictate who you are? For the women that are listening, when does that scale number say that you're beautiful? It doesn't because you are naturally beautiful already. You are gorgeous. You are voluptuous. You are amazing. And if the men don't tell you that, regularly that's sad because you don't need a man to tell you that regularly because you are that and men you probably should start saying more stuff like that to your woman once again you are beautiful and it's the society and their thoughts and their opinions and their standards that are ugly you gorgeous friend are amazing that's our episode for this week guys hopefully i can read something a little bit more different i really want to read this other book that i've been holding off to but we'll see we'll see what happens next week like i said if you guys have any suggestions you know direct message me follow me on instagram your thick bookworm and drop me a line you never know maybe the book you suggested would be on my next podcast have a good one guys And remember, fall into a book, keep reading.